In ancient times, fate and destiny were all controlled by three powerful sisters, Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos. Unbeknownst to them, their power was getting no worship for the mortals. Instead, the gods had their worshippers believe that they controlled their fate. Scorned by this deception, the three sisters hatched a scheme and took revenge, killing the gods in a bloody battle of titans versus those gods that ruled from Olympus. All were defeated, apart from one, Zeus. He confronted the sisters and destroyed their physical form, clashing their spirits together and casting them out. Their combined essence became one haunting spectre, a banshee cursed as three to become one that now goes by the name of Morai. Now, in a shocking twist of trickery, Morai and her slave Clacksmith cast polyhedral crystals and carved numbers into their faces. Despite the triumph of Zeus, it would seem that these sisters are ready to determine the fates of mortals once again. I ask you, mortal listener, will you trust your fate to Morai? If so, then head on down to the Banshee's Bazaar, where you can purchase unique and handmade dice to determine the fate of your tabletop adventures and investigations. Just search for Banshee's Bazaar on Etsy, if you dare. You can also track Morai and her Klaxmas horrific and haunting creations on Instagram at banshees.bazaar.dice. Morai looks forward to welcoming you to the bazaar. <laughs> Welcome to Maximum Rule Entertainment Podcast, where we take the time and interview folks within the gaming industry. Joining us today, we have Russ, Chief Marketing Officer of Venture Forth, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast all the way from Los Angeles, California. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for spending some time here in Europe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's like midnight. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, so I've been listening to you guys for a little while. Uh, we we talked, um, I don't know, like five months ago, and I downloaded uh, and started following. I like how you guys recap the untitled episodes or the un, you know marked episodes. So that whole concept of how, uh, taking your previous, you know, seasons or taking a bunch of campaigns that so you just kind of like trying to get an idea about and then you do like a little story cast of them which a little roundup recap is a pretty cool process I, I know a few people would do that yeah yeah the uh the harken back is that what you're talking about yeah yeah I, I think that's a really cool thing that uh one of our teammates came up with that really gets people caught up if they want like you can but it, it opens up that freedom to like if you want to listen to a few episodes and you know jump around a little bit and then you know jump into the harken back it's only half an hour and you're able to just catch up in a 10 episode increments and then yeah i think it's been a really great way to get people uh into the show because it it also has like narration behind it which i think really uh does a good job of like getting you into the story and then it has like peppered in little moments of the of episodes yeah i you know i for the longest time was kind of wanting to do story casts and we did a few for uh crumpets and kerosene i did but it's a long process i think our chris or our, our halloween i had 15 voice actors 
Jeez. Uh, and I sent scripts out and it came out per, you know, really nice. Um, but I do like that concept of having like a little story to like your game. So even if they don't listen to D and D, but they mm-hmm. want to hear the story of, of like what you've done is it's, it's a cool new tool that I think a lot of uh, podcasts are doing. So that's pretty yeah, neat. And I- I think that's something that we tried to aim towards. Uh, that's something you brought up that it sounds exactly what we're trying to do is uh, we are playing D and D we are playing does the dragons because we love the game. Um, but we also know that not a lot of people do play the game or necessarily know the rules. Um, and so we really want to focus in on just making it more of a story, uh, a story driven D and D game. So then someone that's not uh, too well-versed in the rules or in how the game works, they can sit there. And like you said, they just listen and just enjoy the story for what it is. Um, I mean, we're all actors uh, who love voice acting and love playing in character. And it gives us a really cool uh, avenue to do that. Yeah. So before we get into your show, now you said actors, like what do you do uh, on the side of the D&D world? What's, what's your, what's, uh, what's my wife call it? The real world. What do you do in the real world? when you're not playing oh how do i pay the bills and all that uh well i uh am a bartender in la and i also uh do acting on the side as well uh so i i kind of dabble in both uh that's what i'm pursuing out here and uh you know venture forth is definitely a, a part of that it's been really exciting to be able to sit down at the table with a great group of people and you know voice act and and improvise and get into my character because like I said like that's something we all love to do we love to uh obviously you know critting and and being able to kill the bad bad monster is 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 really fun but I really have grown into the role-playing aspect of D&D um whether that's just the the nerd in me or the the actor in me that really likes to figure out the character development I think that that's something that's been really exciting uh to uh keep that acting side going and uh, it's been fun but it's like people that do voiceover work you know there's a lot of famous people out there that know nothing about dungeons and dragons but they're all they do is voice work for characters and stuff like that and i'm like oh it's basically the same thing it's someone wrote you a script you're not just coming up with it on the fly exactly i think that's i think that's one of the reasons why i've been doing uh, D&D for so long and then jumped on board the whole uh, podcast and recording I think we have uh, of all my shows that I've, I'm a part of I think we have 230 different shows and stuff and hmm. it's just that whole getting involved in and telling a story and other people listening in yeah um, is is amazing it's a different feeling than uh, yeah and it's cool to have that community like just hearing one person say something about my character like or anything about the show in general it's just like oh my gosh you you listened and you heard that and you thought that was cool or you had a thought about this like uh it's just really heartwarming to like connect yeah. with someone on that level of just like telling a story and having someone reciprocate that they care about the story it's just really fun it's, yeah. it's amazing i occasionally get messages and it's like what happened to hank i'm like who who are you <laughs> 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 yeah exactly that was like well i haven't brought him up in 40 episodes so that's probably right but that's cool thanks for like hey i got a listener right on. right and I, I think another good example for us is uh one of our our teammates does a story on our instagram that's like um it's like a kind of like a choose your own adventure style thing mm-hmm. where 
uh, he posts like a, a, a few paragraphs that you read and then you get to make a choice. And then the next day it comes up with something else. And uh, he told me one day that people actually were, were bringing people like Hank, they were bringing people up from the story in this, this little story that he was doing. They were like, Oh, what happened to this person? Or, Oh, is this per-? like they, he was message. They were, he was getting messages from, from people about this little story about like the things that were happening. And it was like, Holy crap, people are responding they're listening and they care about it and it's yeah it's insane it's and it feels so good to, to get those people to just be like hey i'm listening and i know about that character and, and it's yeah. cool yeah it's 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 nice i haven't got too much like negative feedback there's, there's always negative uh, right out there you can never avoid it i think we got one comment from someone not comment but like on facebook somewhere's uh they really hit hard on us for no reason. I'm like, they're not even following us. And then uh, I got <laughs> went on their page and I was like, hmm. And then I just saw that they just bash anything. It's D&D. And I was like, mm. so it does exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, those like negative comments always hit harder, but you know, you just got to remember to read those positive ones because oh, yeah, those are the ones that matter. Right. Those, I mean, unless it's constructive criticism, like the positive stuff is, is what you really got to focus on because that's what's going to keep you going yeah no basically that's and that's really cool so how many how many members uh do you have currently and then and then have you lost any not lost but like have people moved on or ventured off or you know come on i i always ask because i have about yeah i've had i don't know like 16 people so far in the last two years yeah yeah so uh currently uh we have uh five people uh, one DM and four a uh, four person party. Uh, we did start with uh, an extra party member. However, uh, they moved actually to uh, to <laughs> London, so kind of closer to you. Um, and but with the with the uh, the distance, it was it was really difficult to record. And we started we had started recording in person, um, so we kind of s- split ways for now. Um, we always. Uh, we always talk about how we how we want that person to come back and we do we we want them to you know because they were kind of written off and they're doing like kind of like a side thing they had to split yeah. ways in the in the story and we're always we're just waiting for that moment where she opens the door and you know <laughs> you know yeah marches back you know she's back and she found her sister you know uh or or whatever happened we don't know um and yeah but but so right now yeah we did lose one person uh just because of uh moving uh, across the sea um, yeah i mean but right now yeah we have that that's one hard thing like I, being especially when you're doing a podcast or, or some mm-hmm. type of streaming service uh you know instead of just writing people out and i'm like you're gone forever uh the character just turns into a creature and flies away if they're a druid or they just walk off into the woods and then they might come back if they want for like mm-hmm. uh, you know npc spots and yeah 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 i mean we also had um we guess we had a guest star too uh which which was really fun it was someone we met through uh, a community uh uh on uh one of these apps uh called clubhouse and uh yeah it was really fun because that's what we did we basically uh i say we but you know ethan was all the the heavy lifting on on bringing this person into the story um, but he, they both did a, ph- a phenomenal job. Uh, it was basically just written in and then kind of written off and we kind of leave it open. And I, I like that side of leaving it open just because, you know, you never know if someone wants to come back in and uh, you want to leave that door, you know, cracked just a little bit. 
because oh yeah you know, definitely and because keeps like, things they, interesting they can send a message like hey can i come back and do another like guest spot and i'm sure right on yeah you know, it's always good i always have uh usually in my games midway through they get like a house or an inn or a tower or a ship somewhere where they can store all the npcs yeah. and, and if they want to make a new character uh they can just go in there and, and yep. come, come back out and then you got them all there. <laughs> oh yeah I, I remember many a campaign in the past where, where it's like oh we have an inn cool this person's staying there this person's staying there here's a key yeah yeah, yeah there you go that's your little your fortress <laughs> of solitude uh, so you mentioned Ethan. Uh, uh, who who are the other members of your uh, your crew? So yeah, Ethan is the DM, uh, and then there's myself, Russell. Uh, then we also have Rebecca, Shane, and Cameron, uh, who are the other three party members. Um, and then uh, I play uh, Flynn. Rebecca plays Olma. Uh, Shane plays Kellick, and Cameron plays Shraya. Nice. See, if someone asked me, and, and I'm the dungeon master for my team, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, I think. <laughs> I remember, no, I remember in the very beginning, whenever I started playing, um, I kind of started with Adventures League, and uh, I remembered people's people's names from their character names. I didn't even actually remember their actual names, so I get oh, that yeah. completely. I get that completely. <laughs> I do that. That's one of the things I tell on my, like, I have a new cast for season three. The old cast they have their own projects going on and they've moved on and so i got a new team new world or same world different style and uh as soon as we because i living overseas all of my players are from all over the world mm-hmm. it's right. like sometimes they have a name and i have this one her name's patina and and she's <laughs> from denmark and i, I thought it was Brittany. Uh, the way it was spelled, I was looking at it. And okay. Like, so I was calling her the wrong name the entire time. I'm like, oh, oh no, God. <laughs> so, and that's before we started recording. Because when we record, I go up by everybody's character name. I'm like, oh, it's a story. So people listen and they don't know your voice. Yeah. So it's like, say, uh, you know, Charles is doing this, and and you know, such and such is doing this. Don't don't just right. start like play into it a little bit and and that's gotcha. more for me i make them change their names on the screen <laughs> so i can <laughs> or off we get I'll, I'll be like uh so. no i definitely get that yeah because i mean the beginning of uh when we first started recording we we honestly were waiting and waiting for uh you know things to open up obviously during the pandemic we we started in february is where we started the official podcast but we were waiting for uh almost maybe even over a year uh and we were just playing games on zoom uh, while we were all quarantined uh, and it just got to the point where we finally just started but yeah I can definitely I, I can definitely um, relate to seeing the names and, and and stuff on the on the zoom calls and on the internet uh, setups and because we did it for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah it gets it's uh, interesting so I'm looking at your Instagram and it, it's remarkable you guys have 12,600 followers that's incredible for the amount of time you guys yeah. have been doing uh the Thank show you. that's uh that really sets the bar and it, it, it you know it's always good when you know you got that many followers and you're like you get the downloads and you, you so you know yeah. you're affecting a good amount of those people like they're waiting for the content and stuff so yeah that's that's uh that's huge i'm just really excited people like the show <laughs> you know yeah. it just blows me away like I, I Ethan always tells me and uh, tells the group just like hey don't look at the numbers you know just let things run because you'll go crazy looking at the numbers but I, sometimes I can't help myself and uh 
you know, but <laughs> when right, I see him, it, thinking about your character, like, oh, wait, would I do that? Oh, wait, what did someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool just to see people continuing to, you know, subscribe and like just check us out because it's like, oh, I guess we're doing something people like. So, yeah. yeah. And that's that's a that's the good that's a good feeling. That's the good stuff. Uh, yeah. When I first started recording the, the first podcast, um, I got a bunch of friends together. And then all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, 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 let's go back and record that. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like it's going to go. And then, like, one of them, mm-hmm. uh, he's been playing D&D with me uh, since, like, 2001. And he's like, can we just play? I don't, I don't want to, like, have to repeat and go back and do right. this. And then I, I realized, I'm like, okay, I need to learn how to edit. And then, <laughs> and then I can change it later. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's more about the game and doing that and, and learning the aspect of playing uh, I think that that's something different. I think that that's something that we were able we were um, lucky uh, in that sense I guess a silver lining of uh, COVID was that we had that um, over a year to basically find our style uh, find out how we like to record uh, and 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 really learn to play with well with each other because that was just us because I had I had known most of them uh, previously through just playing D&D with them or, or, or acting with them. Um, but it was really cool for us to sit down at the table. We, we played for over a year together, just over Zoom, just hanging out with our old characters. Uh, and yeah, it was it was exciting because at first we were trying to make it perfect. And then we were just like, hey, let's just play and we'll figure it out. And, uh, and obviously Shane is an amazing editor who's able to cut out all my, my blunders. So I sound better in the final product, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I I feel like we are lucky in that sense that we had that time before the podcast to really just nail down our style and and how we like to play with each other. Yeah. I, you know, and that's one of those things that, um, again, when you have the ability to be around the table and you've, play in person it's a different atmosphere oh yeah 100 percent. you can build that um you can learn each other's quirks and yeah like doing it online it's it's a lot harder especially if you just picked up like four new people and then no one knows each other and you're trying to like make it all just flow connected and and oh yeah it's uh it's got its bumpy i've learned to just do episode zeros with each one of them yeah so they everybody can listen to everybody's episode zero to kind of get that feel Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh, what we did um when we were first off yes i agree i am a uh, uh, believer of playing in person i love playing in person i mean that's how i started playing and uh it just it does feel a lot better but with episode zeros like that's something that we actually did as well um and i'm glad we did because we actually did episode zeros uh that were um uh, duos almost for for most of us. So I had an episode zero with uh, Cameron who plays Shreya and uh, uh, Rebecca had an episode zero with Bridget who plays or played March. Uh, she was the one that had to uh, lead the show. Um, but that was amazing because it, it not only allowed me to learn my character a little bit in that episode zero, but it also allowed me to once again, learn this new, I mean, I played with Cameron for over a year at that point, but um, I was able to learn his new character a little bit in our episode zero. So it was kind of like, uh, I hit two birds with one stone. Uh, no offense to Trya, because he is an Aarakocra, so I don't want to step on any toes. Oh, the soulless creatures, God. <laughs> but it was really amazing that uh, it worked out really well, and I'm glad that we were able to do those episodes zero because it really set those 
those characters up and it being a story driven um you know podcast and D game uh it really helped get us set for that oh definitely i am um, <laughs> so with our season three and i got new group uh for one of our players for her episode zero i had the guy from the first episode zero come on and play so what i do is i have voice actors play the npcs and so i'll we'll record and i'll write a script and then i'll send it off and they'll do and i'll recut that in there so it's not just oh that's cool and so i was like hey man do you want to do you want to uh play the butler in this episode and he literally i was like there's no script man she's just gonna i'm just gonna point the direction of uh the butler and you're just gonna take it so roll with it and go with it so we're both dming at the same time basically that's awesome and this is like his uh he's a dice maker in the uk and so it was a, we've known each other for a little bit but never played and that was his mm-hmm. second game with me and i'm like okay you're gonna take my lead and i'm gonna take your lead let's yeah. make this work and uh they really bonded they did really good together and and uh so nice. when we actually did our first uh group one they they were you know perfect with playing with one another so i i like that dual uh dynamic when you're trying to get players to kind of familiarize themselves instead of having all four or five players all at once and everybody's like who is this person i don't know yeah exactly it was really good to like single in to build a relationship with one of the characters rather than trying to build them all at once because then it was kind of like Shreya and flynn kind of have like a connection because they started their adventure together right and then oma and march have a connection because they started their adventure together right and and then they kind of got brought together and it made the party and it and it and it yeah it was it was kind of like a lead-in it was kind of easing us into the party dynamic instead of just like what you're saying like here's five new people figure it out like it was here's here's one character (laughs) yeah and then we're gonna record it yeah it was like here's one new character learn about them and see how you vibe with them and, and what your feelings are towards them okay, now here's two more. Here's another one. There's the party. And yeah, yeah, like what you're saying, like it's a really good way to introduce the party and uh, hats off to our DM Ethan for setting it up that way. Cause yeah, it would have been a lot more chaotic, which I'm sure maybe Rebecca and Oma would love because (laughs) (laughs) that's the kind of characters he's playing. But, uh, but yeah, it was nice. It was nice to be able to kind of ease into it. Yeah, definitely. I, your guys' episode one is pretty unique. You know, everybody had their 15 minutes of of fame before the next one rolled in. And then Thank you. the person that rolled in would talk a little bit during that person and then roll into the next person. And, the, you yeah. know, it was progressing up. So it wasn't someone from up here talking down here and they're like, who the hell is that person? It, you know, <laughs> it just kind of float. I don't know if that was orchestrated or if that just happened to work out that way. But well, I'm uh, glad that I'm glad that you enjoyed it, because like, yeah, I mean, being a first episode, we were real worried and not worried, but really anxious because we wanted to make sure it, it turned out at least half decent so it's good to hear that uh that it it seemed, it seemed to go that way which is which is great yeah yeah midway through like uh rebecca didn't say anything and then all of a sudden came out of nowhere it's like whoa <laughs> it's one yeah. of those weird things when you're walking around listening to a show and all of a sudden you just hear a voice you haven't heard it like, whoa where'd that come from yeah and then yeah you know, when it was the entire time she never said anything so i didn't know until it's her turn to like move forward which is great because then at that same time you're listening in to what everybody else is doing Um, yeah because like that's they kind of staggered in the first episode they kind of staggered everyone into the show and it wasn't everyone at once i think it's if i remember correctly it started with kellick and then it was me 
and Cameron, and then it was the final two members of the party. Yeah. So yeah, it, it did kind of pop in there randomly, and it was like, oh, new person, oh, new person. Um, so it was, yeah, it's, it's good intro. It's hard for a dungeon master to. It's hard to run a game when you're around a table. It's even harder to run a game around the table with cameras and, and microphones and yeah. and listening because you you have to not just the dungeon master um but you know everybody's got to be on their a game and i always joke at the beginning of all of our episodes like uh they'll know what type of episode it's going to be because usually i would say oh i'm your dungeon master uh-oh we're getting into a dungeon i'm your storyteller okay so we have a dialogue episode right uh you know something like that or a game yeah. master, you know, so it, I kind of, I like to Easter egg a lot of the episodes and a lot of stuff and I intertwine everybody's stories together, but they nice. don't, if they don't follow the hints, then they don't get it. And then I wade down the road, they're like, oh my God. And they start remembering all these little Yep, things. that's That's something that's starting to happen with our story right now. We're starting to learn more information that has been, it was uh, un- unveiled to us in the previous episode episodes in the beginning episodes but we didn't know um and now we're gleaning more information uh and it's like oh wow this has been around the whole time and i think that's just in general one of the really cool things i like about you know D campaigns like long campaigns is just those little easter eggs that the dm plants that then show up later in, in the story and it's like wow that was back in the like the the first or second session that we played like oh i remember that in the 14th session we had holy crap like now it's the 80th session and like this has yeah. been around the whole time like i love that kind of stuff and I, I mean i think that's just the storyteller in me that's just like i i love that, that progression of the long campaign yeah I, we're writing as we're playing this season we're writing uh the box set campaigns that go with it and uh, so i can't tell you anything because of the cast listen to the episode but then sure. Like, sure, i sure, knew sure. that's gonna happen <laughs> Or like, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm gonna right. use that to my advantage. But right, yeah. It, but we're we're printing it, so like they're gonna read it anyway, um, right? Uh, as we're going, so it's it's one of those things where, as a dungeon master, a storyteller, that you put these little things, and you hope that the the crew like take notes and stuff. But I think season one and two, we only had one person that actually took notes, and she kept a book <laughs> of everything, yeah. and, she, and everybody referred to her, and she's like, "Hold on, hold on," and she's like. Chuck, chuck, chuck. Like, yep. All right. Oh, I've had those in the past. One of the one of the uh, you have one note taker. Uh, um, I think that's how we started. Uh, I think Rebecca was the only one taking notes at the very very beginning. Whenever we were doing our pre podcast, uh, and it was just us not necessarily recording for the podcast. It was just playing for fun, uh, just to keep things going while we were waiting. Um, but now everyone takes notes if i yeah yeah uh, the boys even i the take notes do. yeah <laughs> yeah even i take notes and i was one of the people who was just like ah i don't want to take notes but now i have a i have a notebook right here i forgot <laughs> it last session so i have some notes on my phone but yeah this notebook is full of every episode i label it i write it down um and yeah i mean and i love taking the notes too because i also uh, do some of the content for the YouTube. So I, yeah. I do the episode spotlights and, uh, you know, more things to come that I'm working on, but having reference on each episode is very helpful because it's like, oh, I, what happened in episode 37 and what would I like to pick out of that episode to put into a little YouTube video? It's like, oh, I have my notes right here, but it's yeah. also great to remember a name <laughs> like <laughs> Vastranoff. I think I'm exactly. pronouncing that right. 
that has been around since apparently like the the first 10 episodes and it is now popping up again and it's like oh <laughs> and let me get my through through my notes and it also helps with the storytelling right because if, if oh, we're yeah, story dri- driven we want to be able to get those kind of things uh locked down and i think hats off to shane because we have like a a, a totally unique pantheon um and shane is brave enough to play a cleric and uh has literally done an amazing job of of learning all the gods and what they do and who they are. And they're honestly, I feel like he knows every God's personality. It's insane. And uh, he does a great job of that. And uh, uh, I don't know how he has that knowledge memorized, but he does. And it's insane, but he, it adds to that character is kind of what I'm trying to get to is like, yeah. Adds to his character that he Kellick knows all these things. So Shane knows them. And instead of him having to be like, Hey DM, what do I know about this? He just knows it. And it just yeah. immerses you into that character so much. Yeah, I, I I like to every 30 episodes, I'll do uh, Dueling Dragons. Okay. And that is basically they go into a game show and they answer questions about. So the second Dueling Dragons, they had to answer questions about the last 60 episodes. And everybody's like, whoa. But I let them pick the episodes. Uh, mm. But they did them in order. My game's a little different. They're coming from real world and then shoved in the D&D world from okay. uh, season one and two is from the 90s and early 2000s, mid 2000s. Okay. Third season's 1800s going back to the 1500s. Uh, so it's a lot different. But I usually as a DM, I was like, I want to see how much they remember. And I'll do a Dueling Dragons. And so like they get some cool stuff. Or in the second one, they could die. <laughs> <laughs> they could remember. And then the first one, actually, I, every person I interviewed, all the podcasts and in folks like that they they would ask a question and so they'd answer fan questions on, on one of those mm-hmm. so i'd like nerd arc asked some questions and a bunch of other oh nice yeah other people like ted and dave are awesome they're on the show recently i'm always messaging ted and hey can you write a magical item so he'll write me a magical item uh some yeah. funny stuff and then i've watched and, a lot of their videos for yeah. uh coming up with character <laughs> creation and stuff they're very good at it they're yeah they are they've been around for uh, quite a while as players and dms i think mm-hmm. they have 30 years as well uh playing yeah. and stuff so how long have you been playing DD? what got you to oh, here what, yeah, what got you um, to the show to the show uh so i started uh listening and watching to podcasts and, and shows uh before i started playing and i think that's probably how a lot of people have started is uh you listen you listen to someone else playing and Basically, for me, uh, the, 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 I, whatever I was listening to, the campaign ended, right? And I had just moved to L.A. at this point. Um, and I was like, hey, the campaign's over. They're not starting until next year. I need to play. Like, th- I, need to fi- <laughs> I need to start this. Because the campaign just ended. It was like a two, three years of listening. And I was like, I, or two years of listening, maybe. And I was like, I want to play. So I, I, I did some Googling and I was like, oh, I'm in L.A. This is amazing. There's there's a store right here. And so I, I went over to the store. It was an Adventures League uh, kind of based store. They basically they played every Wednesday. I went over uh, a gentleman there helped me make a character um, and I started playing Adventures League. Uh, and uh, I played at that store for uh, maybe two years, maybe three, probably probably around there, two to three years. Um, and I remember, you know, just making a friend group i play with some of the same people still to this day so that led to you know meeting some of the people on the podcast and then talking about D and then 
playing D and then starting a starting a show and it, it's been amazing so i think i've been playing for i want to say maybe four years um which isn't a lot compared to a lot of people i mean like like you you're like an og you're you've been playing for <laughs> for since uh the first edition is that yeah, right first, yeah first yeah. and second but you know it's always good to to know that people still jump in midway like oh yeah the people i talk to like oh yeah i started in the 90s as well and it's like or the 80s or you know the yeah. late 90s uh but it's it's always good to get the people that freshly get into it especially yeah. fifth edition it's one of those uh we all joke that fifth edition is like the simple version it they yeah. basically took all the hard stuff out that's what i've heard uh, and, and i'm and i'm easy. grateful for that yeah <laughs> if you're making a second edition wizard no one play them because they only have one d4 hit points and oh geez so you can only get like a few spells a day uh-huh. uh it, like you could trip and fall and die <laughs> like if you fell out the door or the window or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that was it or if oh, you're playing man. one of the original first edition mm-hmm. stuff uh every room had a, an encounter so like it's literally oh. you're looking at the book and it's like roll 1d20 and it's like oh, fuck there's a dragon on here <laughs> it's like you oh. open the door there'd be a dragon or you instantly die you know it's just one of those well, it seems like, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like those first editions had a lot more to do with, it was more combat based. It seems, yeah, especially if there's like an encounter behind every door, they really wanted to make it more of a, a, a gameplay in the sense of uh, combat encounters. And it yeah, seems that, like now. it's one of uh, Gary's, uh, Guy Gax's original uh, process behind it was combat based. Um, gotcha. And in war games and stuff. Well, not war games, but like tactic games strategy yeah 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 yeah. and and then it it morphed into what it is uh today and Mm. i've actually made a few transitions but uh, yeah 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 second edition the thacko like knowing grasp but i loved it it was easy it was super simple and then you knew like you didn't have to have these complicated fight scenes and you didn't have to have all these magnificent like oh i got a 25 or 35 or 42 like those <laughs> didn't exist they didn't need to they don't need uh-huh. to now it's so that's the only thing i don't like about uh you know once you reach 10th level or higher all of a sudden everybody's you know the one to 20 doesn't really matter it's yeah. it's all about the what's the bonus modifier oh i got a i got a plus 10 and that's like well, right just, like you know you only a 10 and below you're, you're gonna get you know messed up but anything above a 10 and above you're you're fine you know mm. You're not going to have and that's that like realistic. some of the older editions had that kind of rule set. Well, no, they 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 didn't have anything like that. Like the Thacko actually lowered your AC and and what it took to hit you, and then you didn't have all these plus ten, plus thirty, plus forty five. Hmm. Yeah, that well, yeah. Once you get up to those higher levels nowadays, it's yeah. it gets pretty crazy, and I think that's why I tailored off of the combat. Uh, because like when I was playing Adventures League, I really was like combat heavy. I like I just wanted to get into the combat and like figure out a strategy of, of how to defeat this uh, problem, uh, right. whether it was, you know, an enemy or like a puzzle or, or a trap system or something. Um, and then I started playing homebrew and I started playing with my friends just at home because uh, I was like, I don't want to sit at a table with uh, people I don't know uh, anymore. I want to play with the people that I've met and I enjoy playing with. Um, and that's when I started really getting into the role playing side of it, which... I think has become my most favorite part, 
you know, uh, and I'm going oh, back yeah. to the, you know, character development and, and actor side and storytelling, but I feel like that has so much more of a rewarding uh, feeling to it. Like it is cool to crit and kill the monster. Um, I'm, I play a fighter, so I, I do that a lot, <laughs> but um, it is way more fun to uh, play my character in a way that I feel is unique. Um, and that's where I kind of get a lot of the gratification now of when I play D and D less so than it's just like, Oh, what are my modifiers and all this stuff? It's more just like being the character and, and just having fun oh, trying yeah. to figure his way out through, through his <laughs> adventures. As an editor, uh, I, I, and the DM as doing combat, I enjoy combat, but as an editor, I'm like, God, I have like four different sound effects for a bow. I have oh, like geez. Nine different stabbing sounds or slashing huh. or misses. And so editing, when you're editing that stuff, it becomes more complicated to, to do that. Although at the end of the day, it's fun because I transition background sound and music and yeah. stuff. So I combat music comes into play and then it tapers back off to the woods or, yeah. you know, I do those become more difficult, but I love the story. I just wrote a 2000 word entry into this dungeon that I, I'll story cast before they go in there. So one of the characters, she's going to have a vision of this room and how oh. it was before it turned into what they're standing in currently. Yeah. So it'll, but now they're going to have to sit there and have me read through this dialogue, but mm-hmm. I'm having a friend do voice work so instead of casting magic spells uh he's from finland um and therefore uh they're going to uh use finnish they're gonna the language there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're gonna use that language and and, uh they're they're saying that it's oh it's awesome for magic spells so i wrote a spell out like how would you say it to cast slow oh that's cool so i will cut that in and so Mm -hmm. the listener won't know what it actually means they're gonna have to read the adventure itself or know that Mm. language so i do little things like that but uh that's gonna be the only cool part of that other than that they're just gonna listen to me like tell this badass (laughs) story well that's (laughs) exciting and i i think the sound effects while it does sound like it probably is a pain to edit that does sound like it would be very cool when you're listening to a podcast and it's like oh i uh I, i'm gonna roll i hit i stab the monster and it's like you you have that sound effect of, that that would keep you in it and and the music i think music is so important you know oh, like yeah. music will, will make or make it 10 times more immersive and we're lucky enough to have again shane writes all our music we have our own uh, unique music that uh shane writes oh, nice. uh, Perfect. and uh, he has a bunch of background stuff and and uh you know battles and, and taverns and and rest music and oh um, that's the hardest i gotta talk to him about tavern music. yeah it's the hardest thing for me to put together or find uh, yeah right. yeah i'm sure if he ever comes on um he would talk your ear yeah. off about the music because <laughs> he does a he does an amazing job on it Maybe and we'll uh edit, editing talk uh, find a few other editors there you go yeah he'd be the one talk. to talk to yeah, yeah but the that- the thing about uh thin it Finland, uh, the different language, using a different language as uh, like spells, uh, his character actually does that. He, uh, I think it's his God talks through him, but I think I want to say he uses Latin and he uses Latin when he casts his spells. So like when it's a verbal component, he's saying like debilite or he's saying like, like Latin words or or a special word. And it is cool. It does bring that out. And 
it's it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely sets sets it apart, and it makes the listener go like, "I need to stop. I need to carefully listen to this, and then try yeah. to find uh, out what it is, because that's the secret." Then people will ask, and that's where you get mm-hmm. questions, and people yeah. are like, "No," and then and and it's cool to intertwine that stuff. So I, I write out a spell, a very like two sentences or a sentence of like, uh, to, to describe what they're casting, and then uh the voice actor will put the spin on it and make it loud or you know deep and ominous yeah yeah something like that and i love sound effects even though they're a pain in the butt uh episode two is probably my favorite uh they had a car again mine's a little different homebrew so they had a car and a guy went to jump out the window but he forgot it was rolled up uh well (laughs) it was a it was it had no top and yeah. so he's like, I'll jump out. But the window is rolled up and he forgot he rolled up the window. But I'm like, there's no roof. And so he went through <laughs> the window and hit the ground. So you could hear the smash of the window and him hit the oh, ground. But yeah, it, it was the people inside the in the diner that were listening. So I had to fade it in the background. So they're in a diner listening to diner people talk. And then in huh. the distance, you can hear a window and a guy go, ah, shit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that, yeah. that would definitely immerse you into it. Yeah, I, I get the most comments for that kind of stuff. Yeah. People. And that's what you want. You're telling well, a yeah. story and an adventure. Uh, and now we're taking it to a new level. We brought it to the level of sharing it with the world. Now we're yeah. taking it up to to get them in, in, invited into the immersive side of it. With like yeah, music. because that's, that's why we listen to these kind of things. You know, it's like because we right. want to hear a story. We want to follow a group of adventures and, and see how they do and, and follow a group of people that, that are playing the game as well and to see how they do as well. Exactly. I think that's a really good, uh, you know, premise behind it. And you guys yeah. are doing an amazing job, especially with your, you know, your Instagram followers are, are massive. Uh, oh, thank you. I think I've been around a year and a half longer and I'm not even a fraction close. Yeah, to we, we did a lot of work to to spread the word and uh it's uh yeah it's been good yeah it's all and i I think a lot of the stuff that we're posting like we're constantly like the story i talked about that ethan does uh uh the the posts the episode spotlights um we do we have a patreon so we do a lot of stuff on there we have like uh, pre-podcast stuff we have a lot of the music that shane writes for the show uh, we have on our patreon um we have special like level up videos there's a bunch of stuff on our patreon and, and i think all this stuff um is slowly you know helping people realize that you know we care about this show a lot and we we love what we're doing right now and we want to share it with everyone that wants to listen and uh yeah i think the content that we keep trying to put out is uh bringing people at least hopefully i Hopefully it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, your your guys' Patreon. Do you, do you uh, are you the one that controls Patreon, or is that someone else? Um, no. Uh, well, we all kind of put content onto it, um, uh, but someone else in the team like sets it up because uh, they're they're not familiar with it. So it's like, hey, they just let us know what we need. So I record. Uh, like, uh, we have to record. Everyone records. Uh, episode reacts. So we after every episode we record, uh, we go home and we kind of debrief or uh uh talk about how we felt about that episode and uh that's something that goes on patreon and i think we've now started posting uh one of those videos on our instagram um for each episode that comes out so it's pretty exciting i see that i'm looking at your patreon and you guys have 
pretty reasonable t- tiers from a dollar to fifty. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. You can jump in, and there's a lot of stuff that you get for a dollar. Actually, uh, I believe that our we did a holiday special for uh, um, the holidays, and um, it was like an hour and a half video of just answering audience questions and questions that we came up with that we wanted to ask, and you know, friends and family questions, and a bunch of stuff. And we kind of made it like a little game of like rolling a d20 and like finding who's guts and another question. That's something you, I think you can get for a dollar uh, on our Patreon. Yeah. And there's also a 15 minute version on our YouTube for free. Uh, but yeah, like stuff like that is all I like up on the, there. I like the mail call ones. Those are always fun. I haven't got too much mail uh, for the shows, but it, yeah. it's always fun. I love listening to like uh, adventures, or, um, greeting adventures. And they always had like fan mail that would, come in and they'd read it at the end but they'd be yeah they got like a year and a half behind and i'm like oh, damn, I'm <laughs> well i love that i like i love questions like i love talking about this show like i love talking about flynn um and his story and everything and and so if anyone has ever has a question about it like the like what we did on the holiday show it was amazing to talk about and it's amazing that people want to know more about it so yeah, yeah. it's awesome so, fail mail is awesome so i'm looking at this level uh this uh twenty dollar tier where they cre- create an npc or magic item with the dungeon yeah master. um yeah so i think there's been i can't remember i think there was one that we thought was an npc but wasn't but i, I can't remember who it was and there were some of the magic items on one of the uh people we fought uh i think it's it's Drek. he had a bunch of magical items on him um but yeah, there's some of it in there. Um, Ethan would know because he had because he develops it with um, the the Patreon person, um, yeah. so he knows exactly what the items are. Sometimes he'll tell us, and sometimes he won't. Uh, like what was brought in and from the Patreon and what wasn't. Um, sometimes we have to guess, or sometimes I ask him like, "Hey, was that an item that was developed by a, a Patreon member?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And, and it's some of the stuff that comes up with is amazing. Like some of these, some of the people that come up with these ideas and they're very creative i think one of the things that we did also i think it might be a higher tier but um we help just like build a character for someone uh oh, yeah. and yep. it's just the next tier for 50 yeah. yeah so i built a i built a character for uh a patreon subscriber that uh it was him and his wife and they wanted to play like a a character that was kind of like together which I thought was awesome because I love building characters. So I, I, I did a thing on, um, on an app called Clubhouse where we kind of just built characters and, and put them into a, a world and we played on Clubhouse and uh, we built all the characters in the community. Um, so I really liked doing that. Um, and for this character, we ended up building a warlock that um, it was kind of like a love story where it was like uh, the the warlock was a, a, a very charismatic man who fell in love with a woman. The woman ended up being a, a, a deity or, 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 or the like, uh, and she had passed away. And she uh, was was kept in a necklace on this man's uh, uh, ne- on his neck. He had like a little necklace with her soul in it. And essentially, his quest or his uh, journey was to find a way to find her a body to bring her back to life. Um, but in doing so, uh, he was a, a patron of hers. So whenever he cast spells, um, the soul in the necklace would take over his body. Ergo, the wife would get to play the character and voice the character oh, whenever cool. casting spells or, yeah. So it was very exciting to build that that out for, for that subscriber. And uh, we had a blast. We jumped on Zoom. We probably talked for, we probably talked for like, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I got a little 
I bumped something. Okay, there we go. We probably talked for like uh, two hours, just like developing the character and just chatting and finding something that was right. And it was really fun. It was it was a blast. Yeah, I you know that's one thing I like to do now that I have the ability to make stat blocks with the OGLs. You can you can yeah. use the template for the stat blocks and stuff. And so like I'm learning how to lay out, and I have, I have a wonderful artist that that you know he's an amazing guy, Derek Stevens, and he's like, hey, do you want this? And it's just amazing piece, and and then uh, I just make character sheet like full-on in pc yeah. care you know sheets and and we're not going to release them yet but they'll be coming out in our our one of our compendium books and uh you know it's one of those cool things so if i end up doing this uh npc creation i'll throw one of those out there for you guys to oh yeah that'd be super cool you. and uh, yeah that'd be fun but you know i mentioned warlocks uh my friend wrote the the red opera and okay. it's all it's all about uh warlocks so if you want you know cool oh. warlock classes and hey there has been moments in the campaign where i was thinking maybe flynn should multi-class into warlock like there's been moments and i don't want to spoil anything in the show uh but there's been moments in the show where it's like oh flynn could go to a real dark place right now if he wanted to and i could multi-class into warlock and of course, our DM Ethan is like, you know, rubbing his hands and grinning devilishly as he's like, yes, do it. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't. Flynn is a good person. He's a good character. He doesn't want to do anything like that. But it was very tempting. And I will say, like, Warlock is a class that I haven't really played. I played a Warlock in one one shot. And that was it. And it's another class that I think is very interesting. It's very similar in ways where it's like, especially with like Hexblade, like you can do a lot of damage like a like a fighter. You can go in with a sword and stuff, but you also have access to spells. And I love that kind of kind of class. And so that's definitely probably something I'm going to think about playing in the next campaign that I, whatever, whatever campaign it is, is maybe cool, it might be a warlock. The coolest class I've made is a, is a warlock bard. So oh, that yeah. That's awesome. And so I used one of the subclasses for uh, uh, my warlock out of, the mm-hmm. Red Opera, and uh, her or his wife is writing Battle of the Bards, and that okay. has twenty four bard classes that'll be introduced. Into Holy that. so crap! That's gonna be cool. So I'm like, wait, oh, awesome. I'm gonna not build this bard yet because I built yeah. one. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna take you know this from Battle of the Bards and this from Red Opera, and that's gonna be you yeah know, my, my next awesome. So that'll be out there, and that character will pop into the podcast and stuff. I did a yeah. vampire uh the masquerade uh first edition vampire with a um with a dragonborn and the artwork for it is amazing and i'm like that's it yeah it's perfect (laughs) there's a vampiric uh dragonborn in my game that's cool that sounds terrifying that sounds terrifying (laughs) it is horrifying (laughs) yeah uh, because he can still turn into a dragon and yeah (laughs) Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's vampire dragon, so it's even cooler. And it, you know, it's yeah. it's it's nice to to have these supplements that are, are made by people out in the world and, and especially content yeah. creators to to take these these different forms and and, and work with them. And like you know, in your yeah. games, you guys are able to make items, new NPCs, yeah. new spells and stuff like that. And it's really taking it to the next level of of gameplay. So yeah, oh yeah. I I think like subclasses 
subclasses are one of the things that I love. Like whenever I see one online, that's not official. Or if I see like a new book that comes out, um, can't remember what the most recent one that came out. I think it was the, uh, was it, uh, the dragon, uh, what was it called? Fizz, Fizzberry's dragon or whatever it was. It had a lot of subclasses that were based off of, uh, like dragons. Yes. Fizzband's treasury of dragons. Yes, exactly. And that one had like a, like a ranger class that was built around dragons and uh, a few other ones. And like just reading those and like seeing the cool abilities that you can do. Um, I, I said this, I think I said this on, on the special that we did. Uh, but I feel like D and D has made a, it made it really good. Done, they've done a really good job of, um, setting you up for success, like with yeah. the subclasses, with feats, with spells that you can take, uh, with the backstory implements that you can read through in Xanathar's uh, and all that stuff. I don't know about anyone else, but when I'm reading through that stuff, my mind is going like a thousand miles a minute just saying like, oh, I wonder, oh, I could do this with this. And if I took this feat, I could make this character and make the backstory like this. And it'd be like a character that's been running around the streets and this is how they learn their magic. And, oh, this is why they're this subclass. And this is why they have this feat. And I feel like uh wizard of the coast i've done a really good job of of doing that you know or yeah if i could if i could just pull the trigger on getting that legendary pack on dnd beyond i mean yeah and dnd beyond (laughs) yeah have all those books just a click away but yeah i feel like dnd has done a really good job of just like setting setting that up and like here here's the basics here's some uh here's a skeleton fill it out you know i think that's you know they're pretty cool with with a lot of that and to you know but if you go to publish you know you have to follow certain guidelines and sure and stuff like that but, but that's where the homebrew stuff gets it yeah. makes it really fun it's like uh you know what we'll just homebrew it. we'll do it ourselves we'll sit down at the table in the basement you know yeah, yeah. whatever it's ours it's our game yeah that's the fun part and yeah that's that's one of the cool things i love about D and for the last 30 years it's changed so much it, and it has made it a lot more uh because back in the day you only had those you know core classes and everything you didn't yeah. have subclasses and stuff and then yeah uh but no one was building content outside of that like no one was like oh, i'm gonna do this and if they did you're like, i can't do it i gotta you know i gotta stay with the thing right now it's everywhere it's like yeah uh it's interesting some podcasts out there to have some unique uh things are in you i message a lot of people like hey how did you come up with this or where, where mm-hmm. is this or do you do this you know it's very interesting uh, to see how people balance these kinds of things because that is beyond me. And I, and I guess it's kind of more or less of a trial and error because I know I have friends that uh, that are DMs that uh, make their own class subclasses and things and, and tweak things. I have one DM that uh, has revamped the Ranger class uh, and I just don't know how he does. I guess it's just like trial and error. You, you trial and error. Well, you just have to, because with the OGLs, you can use Ranger. You just can't use subclasses uh anything basically anything before 2011 i believe it is uh you can you can use except for you know certain subclasses none of the subclasses uh after that date you you know that's why everybody comes up with their own subclasses when they publish the book because they have to and that's Um, where that's where you have the fun with it because it's you know instead of just reprinting their 386 page ogl you can go in and be like, oh, I'm going to subclass all this stuff. I'm going to use this class, but I'm going to subclass it with my own. And that's what yeah. they want. You know, they, they're they very particular about stuff, but uh, if they like it, then they, you know, they re- yeah. repost, re-like, or send you the thumbs up or 
you're part of the DMs Guild or you uh, drive through RPG or one of those places, uh, right. all your content just goes out there. And, and it's always that good feeling that everybody shares that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know someone's playing your class out there and playing your game. So uh, definitely going to have you guys back on, but we're getting to the end of our show. Sure. And uh, I wanted to, as I always do with um, podcasters and stuff, I don't usually do it with everybody, <laughs> uh, but I like to put people in this little box. <laughs> uh, and so basically, if you could DM or if you can play with one other person in the world, uh, in history, uh, famous, not famous, even a Marvel character, uh who would it be who would run the game what type of game game would it be uh what type of ice and food okay um okay i might need some repeats but so after you said marvel that made me think exactly who i would play with because i feel it'd be very similar to how my character acts and maybe how i play uh currently uh with the uh, the character i have on venture fourth uh i'd love to play with maybe tom holland uh maybe i don't know if i would play with Maybe I, I think I would play with him as an actor or or uh, him as as Peter Parker. Either one I think I would take because um, I feel like that is the kind of how I play Flynn fellow Eve is very like bright eyed kind of like, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, kind yeah. of awkward. I, I love the new <laughs> Spider-Man. I was just... Yeah, it's great. So I think I'd love to sit down with him. Either Tom Holland or Tom Holland's Peter, Peter Parker would be super cool. Um, and then you said, uh, what was the next one? So the next part. Uh, what game system? Sorry, if um, it's D and D, what edition and what extra book besides the? Dungeon oh, mess? okay. Um, so I would do fifth edition just because that's the one I'm most comfortable with, and I feel like if I were to pick another book, while I do want to try um, the other editions, I want to sit down and actually see how they are. Um, I'd probably sit with if I'm doing like a 24 hour sit down. I'd probably just do fifth edition because that's when I know. Um, and then I would do the player's handbook, and then um, um, I. I probably would do Xanathar's just because I feel like that has a lot of content and a lot of subclasses uh, that I also have a nostalgic feeling. Like I think one of the first books that came out when I was starting playing. So I have it and it's been like, I have the player's handbook and Xanathar's. Those are my two only books that I had for a while. So I think I'd stick with that. Um, And then I, what uh, you said, the campaign would be the next thing I would play. Uh, Well, well, like who would run it? It doesn't have to be a campaign. who would DM it? Would be you or him? Um, mm, I kind of want to do. I would DM it. Okay. And then okay. I would play. Oh man, what would I do? I would play something very light, like maybe if we're talking books, um, maybe like Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, mm-hmm. uh, or Dungeon of the Mad Mage, like maybe that kind of section. Um, if we're, if it's a 24 hour game, I think we could probably do the dragon heist maybe in one city. No, probably not in one, maybe in one city. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if you post maybe, it. cause it is a shorter book, but I'd probably do that as the book we play. And then food. Um, I mean, you gotta go pizza and beer, right? Well, you gotta yeah, go yeah, the yeah. basics. You gotta go pizza, beer, and maybe <laughs> some chips, you know, <laughs> a little, little queso dip. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's the beginnings of a very amazing game would yep. be, would be, that's- set up all right cool cool um uh i always go with the second edition players and nice. uh with the um i don't have it next to me but the monster manual for second edition just because i homebrew all my stuff these days and so i just do a homebrew thing 
But I'd have like uh, uh, Bill Hicks. He was a comedian in the early 90s. Gotcha. Uh, How about a comedian on would be really cool, I think. Yeah. He would probably play a bard or something. Yeah, but I would have him DM because he was was like a little dark comedian kind of. Uh, He really set the the forefront for comedy, um, but he he passed in 94. So uh, a lot of people still like bring it up in his specials and stuff. But anyway, he's... He's just really interesting because he made a joke about D and D back in the day, and uh, he's <laughs> always. But I felt like he played D and D. Yeah, we'd have pizza and beer. Uh, it would be yes. German German fest beer. Just yeah, I wait for it every year, and it's like, oh, the fest beer is out, and, and we don't buy it in the store. You can just go to the local Zoigel house and get their fest beer, and it's it's special brew every year it's different it's not the same i'm making an addendum i want that kind of beer that's the kind of (laughs) beer that i would like as well (laughs) yeah that's big you know uh, i don't have my cup up here either god my goblet uh but yeah a massive amount of that and we'd we'd have a pizza oven downstairs and just make our oh yeah oh pizza oven yeah we have an uni here so like i make my own dough and oh nice it's like two or two to five minutes to cook that's cool uh and then we'd use metal dice just because i like metal dice. oh yes dice yeah i would do metal dice as well i only have d20s i think that's what i would do actually i would do uh two d20s that are metal and then the rest one color yeah because that's how i play i have plastic dice and then i have my d20s i use metal dice i have hundreds of dice over the years and i have a (laughs) lot of dice maker friends that that i get send you stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm like, oh, I like that. I interviewed a bunch of dice makers along uh, mm-hmm. last year, and uh, I ended up buying a lot of sets of dice. And I was like, oh man, I spent a thousand dollars in dice. And my wife's like, uh, this month has been pretty heavy for the company, huh? And I'm like, yeah, dice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, purchasing from all over the world, like in the UK, it's really expensive because it's right. down, but the quality is really good, and so right. it's all about the international shipping and and all mm-hmm. that stuff so yeah right on that was awesome uh yeah but again let's uh definitely come back maybe we can get a few more of y'all on board and oh that'd be maybe, great maybe i can get Ethan so we can talk about yeah his world his map you guys is, yeah uh, pick his brain so i can listen to that episode and find any hints <laughs> on what's going on with our campaign <laughs> occasionally i get a mess our, our dungeon master's coming on the show can you uh ask this this and this and then I'm like, yeah. that's really oddly suspicious yeah that's interesting uh, well, i mean there's also uh so right now we have uh well shane plays uh the cleric and then we also have rebecca and cameron so rebecca plays a wild magic sorcerer which is oh, nice. so fun i know we get, didn't get to talk to it about it too much but every time wild magic surge comes up it's just crazy because so we have a random table it's like, mm-hmm. well we i think a- we, they have a custom table now um, um so okay. there's like special stuff that could happen uh try not to spoil anything but we just recorded episodes and we had a wild magic surge that changed the game so it's been a blast playing with her character she plays like a very char- charismatic chaotic uh kid basically like 11 or I think 14 <laughs> little girl but she has some gumption and uh it's crazy and then we also have uh cameron who plays an aarakocra druid which so i think cameron is just a druid in real life like he's so wise and calm in every situation and it shows in his character as well and yeah so th- they would also have some great insight to bring on to oh, uh, yeah, the show as well i had a 
a parrot uh, aracoca for my giant and I it love was just that. an aracoca but it was but he like filled the legs full of liquor and because <laughs> they're, they're hollow <laughs> maybe we should do that with shariah's legs fill yeah, them with yeah. liquor <laughs> that's, and then i had players like hide stuff in the aracocas and they're like smuggling it in because they're hollow that's... creatures so yeah, yeah. It's about getting creative with it uh, one yeah. person used a, a leg for a blowgun <laughs> i mean the air cooker died but i mean oh gosh i needed a weapon snap oh no <laughs> you know? yeah but, oh, uh, but yeah we definitely have y'all on and then um yeah we'll, uh, down the road have one of you guys come on the show or vice versa sure. or some kind of cross uh cross game would be interesting to have you guys yeah this was awesome thanks for having me on to to, to chat about venture forth and talk about i love talking about D. it's oh yeah it's no, been something it's that's i could talk for hours but oh for sure <laughs> but uh yeah thanks for coming on hopefully you guys will come back uh relatively soon yeah that'd be great i love it i think a lot of them would would love to come on here and chat about it as well right on Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Roll. Join us each week as we interview folks within the gaming and entertainment industry, such as writers, illustrators, artists, podcasts, Twitch and YouTube streamers, social media content creators, handcrafted gaming apparel and merchandise, and much more. You can find Maximum Roll on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you find your podcast. If you want to be interviewed on the show, just email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com or Instagram at Maximum underscore Roll underscore Entertainment underscore LLC. And if you like Maximum Roll, check out some of the other Dungeons & Dragons podcasts and streams on the Maximum Roll Entertainment Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Crumpets and Kerosene, The Golden Age. Our cast is Derek as Zandra O'Keefe, the rogue, Stephanie as Blanche Gray, the wizard, Bettina as Elizabeth Everly, Strott as Charles Grayson, and our storyteller is Kelly Williams. We would also like to give a special shout out to all of the voice actors and writers who contribute to our show. Join us on social media, on Instagram at Crumpets and Kerosene, Join us on Facebook at Crumpets and Kerosene Podcast, and also find us on Discord. Links can be found in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is done by Ironheed, a heavy metal band from Rancagua, Chile. Audio editing is done by Kelly Williams. Sound effects are sourced from Epidemic Sounds and remastered on Vegas Pro 17 and Adobe Edition. Need some excitement on that morning drive to work? Welcome, adventurers to Constructed Chaos, a live play Dungeons & Dragons podcast full of unpredictable antics, borking doggos, and engaging fantasy storytelling and roleplay. With sessions recorded in a professional studio setting, you'll feel every bit of the action and hear every snide remark by the snarky NPCs. Jump in and have a listen to our flagship campaign, The Wrath of Zealous, to help us construct some chaos. This is Mark Reinhagen, creator of Vampire the Masquerade and all those other monster games. If you like what I did before, you're going to love the Accursed series of games using a narrative version of the D20 5e game system, in which you play cursed beings in a dark fantasy setting called Lost Lorn. I'm working with a collective of artists, writers, and game designers called the Tailspinners to bring this world and these games to life, and you're welcome to join us on the ride. We are releasing a new zine every month, uh, which in a series of six, detail and outline a unique and amazing campaign setting. 
We started with Bloodstone Isle and are moving next on to Invictus, the City of Bridges. For a nominal sum, you can get these delivered to you monthly on Patreon. Just type in patreon.com backslash lostlorn. Thanks for listening.